Summaries. I'm John Sansoni. Joining me as always is Jackson McKee. Hello. And Jackson, we got something real special this week. It's not just the two of us this time. We've got guests. That's right, John. Joining us today are the guys from the Sphere of Netflix. Hey everyone, I'm Will Flig. And my name is Barrett Fagan. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, let me explain how this works. Each week, one of us will watch a movie. This time, it is the guys from the Sphere of Netflix, while the other, being me and Jackson, read only online summaries. Afterwards, the one who only read about the movie must describe what exactly happened to the other, and panic is sure to ensue. So if let's just talk about who drew the short end of the stake here. I feel like Baird and I had a little bit of a harder time than y'all, considering that this hour and a half of pure tremendous hell we had to go through. Considering I'm practically illiterate, I think that it was okay that we had to watch the movie, but the fact that I had to sit here with my computer open watching this absolute atrocity of a film was, was really hard for me. This is probably one of the more effortful watches I've had. So um, You had to I th- think th- about it? Yeah. It was Ooh. many regrets. That's tough. All right. Well, we'll just go ahead and get started with we the plot. We didn't even summary. say what movie we're doing. Oh yeah. It, oh, by the way, our movie, our movie, our wonderful movie is called "He's All That." That's this is a movie released in 2021 American teen rom com on Netflix. On Netflix specifically, there's there's the uh, there's the whole deal for the sphere of Netflix. Only Netflix originals. And yep, directed by Mark Waters. Mark Waters, you know what you did. And if he's all that sounds familiar, that's because this was actually a remake of a good movie. And we all know that when Netflix remakes stuff, it's always awful. Stop remaking good movies and making them bad. So cough, I'm cough, Groundhog Day. I'm going to preface this here. Uh, I've just discovered Mark Waters, who's the director for this movie, directed Mean Girls. The f- yeah, the comedy classic that is Mean Girls. Oh, and Mr. Popper's Penguins with Ju- with uh with Jim Carrey. There's so many good directors that absolutely sell their soul for the Illuminati of which Netflix is built upon, only to come here and create the worst films known to man. I don't know why, but it's a common theme since we started this podcast. So, Let's get straight into a summary. Yeah. Paget Sawyer is a TikTok influencer in her final year of high school who lives with her divorced mother, a local nurse. Although she pretends to live in an upscale condo in order to hide her real living conditions from her followers and sponsors. Okay, well, first of all, she's not just a TikToker. She's an influencer oh, with dear, over a hundred thousand plus followers. She is an empowered working woman under the right hand wing of the one, the only Kim Kardashian. Of you're, course, they you're had the kidding. Thing. There's There's a Kardashian. Kardashians in here. Of course. Of course. Anyways, we learn that Paget is inc- in- <laughs> incredibly shallow, considering that she puts on makeup, and then she wakes up to her TikTok saying, "Oh, I just woke up with this beautiful face, perfectly done hair," and then goes throughout her quote-unquote morning routine again to show her followers what she does to look so beautiful. As well as being shallow, she's an extreme sellout, like extreme sellout. There's product placement everywhere in this movie. I just random things i catch no one carries a bag of chips and holds them out so you can see the logo and anytime pageant mentions anything there's some sort of brand drop and hashtag in she the corner all time sellout I, we're like 30 seconds in and i already don't like it you gotta make some money Ooh, it's too much not not i'm already not a fan i mean i i, I haven't even seen this like, all right there's a mental image in my mind and like you can tell this is there's some there's some like execs i can imagine like smoking cigars in a boardroom like thinking this is gonna be so great the kids are gonna love this they love the tiktoks oh no 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 this was not written by execs i am 
fully certain that they just gave Addison Ray free reign to write whatever she wanted in this movie. It it it's awful. Then and the fun fact: the mom of Pageant, whatever her awful name, everyone has awful names in this movie. Her mom is actually the original uh, actress from She's All That. So that's that's okay. That's and a plus. Paget is not an awful name. It's just a different name. No, it's awful. No. All the names are awful. We apologize to all Pagets listening. If you're Pageant, unfollow. Any oh. you. So, um, the screenwriter for this movie is R. Lee Fleming Jr. Or the screenplay. If that name sounds familiar, which I don't know anyone who knows any names of screenplay writers. No. He wrote. We don't. He wrote. She's all that. The guy who wrote She's All That wrote He's All That. So we've, we've got a lot of uh, OGs in this. In and they this couldn't make it good. They couldn't make it good. I'm telling you, it's the Illuminati Netflix bailout. Oh, every it is time. a shame. And I think they only got funding from sponsorship. If I were to just, you know, think about the sponsorships we've gotten so far, there's Pizza Hut, KFC Name Drops, Dorito, Pepsi, there's uh, Coca-Cola's, there's Mug Root Beer's. There's all these stuff, Lay's core chips, drinks, core slash, drink. too much product placement, right in your face. $20 it's, million dollar budget. Yeah. Wow. It's all from sponsorship. There's no way people hold bottles like that or chips like that. It's just they put the product right in your face. It takes away from the movie. It's just annoying. So one day, Paget discovers that her boyfriend, influencer, and aspiring hip-hop artist Jordan Van Dranen ditched her for a backup dancer. And finds herself being humiliated when a live stream of her outburst results in her loss of followers and sponsorship deals. So for y'all who haven't seen the movie, this is a really intense scene. Her boyfriend is a... <laughs> anyway, she wants to go surprise her boyfriend with some delicious treats that she totally made and didn't buy from one of her sponsors. No, she made them because she made them over the TikTok. She totally made them. I, I refuse to believe that she made them. Like everything in her life, it, of course fake. she pretends to make it, and it's just fake. And she made them with almond flour because he's vegan now, whatever. But let's set the scene right. She's super excited, but she hears Jordan's music in his little you know, recording studio, bumping and moving. His RV's moving up and down, and you're thinking, hmm, he must be jamming pretty hard in there. No, he was jamming with a girl. <laughs> he was when she walks in to surprise her boyfriend with these treats that she made him, he's jamming out to his music, she can't hear anything. Boom. One of his gurus, I guess, like a little fangirl, is in there, and they're, like, jumping up, and they're trying to get dressed, and, oh, my gosh, she's so mad. She's furious, as, as anyone would be. So she's yelling at her boyfriend, and, and for some reason, her, her little minion friend is still live-streaming all this to millions of people. And... It just, it's just—it's—it's not a good thing. She blows a snot bubble through her nose, and then gets turned into an internet meme. But the worst part about this is that at first we think that he's in there listening to his own music, but then we realize that he's in there <laughs> to his own music. Very weird. Ego. But let's go back to the Wikipedia because, of course, they had to leave that out. A snot bubble? What the heck? Oh, you don't know about the snot bubble? No, I mean... It's, it's a main feature of the film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She blows yeah. snot out of her nose and turns into an internet meme, and that is the inciting incident of the film. That's how we get a Kardashian in the film. <laughs> okay, not. she loses all of her endorsements because of this quote-unquote snot bubble, and now she has to make a bet with all these other girls. Hey, I'm going to make the next prom king out okay. of a loser. That's a, so... That, that's, that's our main thing. She essentially goes on this rant about how 
her boyfriend cheated on her, even though he was a nobody before they started dating and she got famous. So she made a bet, just like in the original movie, I can turn literally anyone into Homecoming King. So they picked the weirdest, ugliest, strangest dude. But no, he's secretly kind of cool. He's like this like weird indie guy, and he doesn't have a lot of friends because he doesn't like social status. But he's like oddly attractive for someone that's supposed to be really weird. Pause. So- You're calling Cameron ugly? Man's wearing flannel all the time, a beanie with long hair. This kid would be the king of any high school in America. They don't explicitly say loser, but they say she accepts a bet to turn the school's least popular young man, young man, not even boy, just young man. Well, mm. I think he is, like, actually 30. Cameron Queller. Cameron Queller, an antisocial photography student in The Prom King. Despite his indifference towards her, Patrick continues with the bet. She gains information about him from his younger sister, Bryn, and, and to become closer, begins taking horse riding lessons with him. Okay, hold on. Pause for a second. By the way, no one in this movie has a normal name. Dear God. I mean, Cameron is the closest we're going to get. And even then, like, his sister's name is Bryn. Yeah, B-R-I-N. Bryn's a horrible name. Four letters, not even Bryn, like, spelled normally. I, B-R-I-N. I, I, think, I think Bryn's a fine name. No, Bryn's a fine name. They spelled it so right. strangely. Uh, can we go over the names of her best friends? Yeah. So, right. there's so, Alden. She has, it's Paget Sawyer, Alden Pierce, uh, Quinn, and then Cameron has a friend named uh, Nisha. Uh, I think the only two friends that are listed are Alden Pierce and... Quinn. And there's a guy named Logan. Logan is a normal name. Nor- Logan and Cameron are pretty normal. All the there's other names named are Track. like Scrabble. There's a dude named Track. Who's Track? What's wrong with Track? No, I'm just curious. Who's Track? Nothing's wrong with Track. We don't ever meet Track. Let's, let's get back. I feel like we're, you know, okay. <laughs> going a little off kilter All right, here. So, so Bryn, she, so where is she getting this information? What, what, how does Bryn get all this stuff? So, first of all, Bryn's like, oh my gosh, Padgett Sawyer is talking to my brother and so it's just like Paget, you know loki you should like you know hang out with him a little bit more and stuff she literally says cameron is a horse girl because he loves horses so much and so apparently before school every day he works at this little horse ranch and the next day Paget shows up in her cute little horse outfit you know not really able to ride she asked for riding lessons and uh i just want to talk about how like isn't into the whole social status thing which makes him not into her like his whole thing is he's like non-conformist out there he's not a conformist he's photographer he cares for animals and he doesn't care about all the popularity and her only like attempt to persuade him to go out with her is because of how like popular and cool she is anyways we're gonna get back to this disgusting scene because barrett obviously didn't want to talk about it uh, they... I really don't want to. <laughs> do we have to talk about it in general? Yeah, we do, because I'm, I'm pretty sure the wiki doesn't cover uh, manure being thrown at each other in faces. Oh, no, mic drop. So what happens is Paget gets on the horse. She's riding around. She dismounts onto a pile of poop. Hey. Yeah, and she throws it at Cameron, saying, what? <laughs> they only eat grass, right? So it's got to be grass. Wrong type of thinking. It's like That's a grosser not... version of the kissing booth where they throw the pen at each other, mm-hmm. but with cow and or no not cow horse manure yes uh like she's just like flinging it it's disgusting i, I don't get this because she's supposed to be the like fake shallow popular prissy girl but like in like random scenes she acts like she's never like been in public before so 
I guess we're just gonna move on. With yeah, we're gonna bond. move on. Uh, Paget begins to bond more with Cameron and discovers that he and his younger sister lost their mother years ago, and that they live with their grandmother while their father is residing in Sweden. Sweden. You know why their father's in Sweden? No, why is their father in Sweden? We never know. Business. No, no we no we literally never he know. He just disappeared to Sweden. He just disappeared no to Sweden. No one knows why. Every year he sends them a gift box that combines Christmas, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, you care, you name it, their birthdays into one package in which he sends like a crappy Swedish Barbie doll to his daughter and maybe like a doorstop to his like son. What is it with Netflix and, like, tragic parent separation? Yeah, like, it's not yeah, Marvel no. or DC where the parents have to die for the superhero to get powers, but... Now they just get separated or divorced. Yeah, now they just, you know... <laughs> just, oh, and no, my mom got divorced. I guess I'll start a Netflix original now. Okay. Uh, Paget fixes up Cameron's appearance and attire and tries expanding his social interactions at her friend Quinn's party, where he saves her from suffering humiliation when Jordan appears with his date. Um, not really true. All she does is pick out an outfit for him, and... She's kind of reluctant to the whole thing. We're, yeah, we're going to set this full scene. First of all, they have Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Literally the entire screen fills with Pizza Hut placement and KFC. I don't even think there was a character, like, that you could see in this cut. It was just, like, logos. Yeah. And so we get to the pool party, and it's karaoke, and two of the friends are singing. It's horrible. Horrible singing. And so Addison Ray goes up, she's singing, she's killing it, and then Jordan and the girl he, she cheated on him with show up, and she dies, literally, on the, she just lets it all drop. You know, John, as a performer, you know the show must go on. Oh, absolutely. But Why she just I stops. Why did know that Addison Ray was going to somehow incorporate her singing into this? I knew it was going to happen at some point, but so early in the movie with a full mood, I don't think that I was fully, like, sedated enough at this point to be able to function with Addison Rae's singing. And the, my, the funniest part I have about this movie is how the hell did she get live auto-tune for this event? She literally starts singing, and you can clearly tell auto-tune is on the singing, although it's live karaoke. And <laughs> it's just so funny to huh. me because it's so absolute trash, and the girls before mm. didn't have auto-tune, and when Cameron comes on, he doesn't have auto-tune, but she does. But anyways, back to the point, he gets up on the stage, you're like, who's this nobody? And he sings with her, and they get like 3 million views on TikTok. And so she gets more popularity. She's popular again. Wow, we're all so excited. Yeah. If you ever get canceled for being cheated on, I guess, then sing karaoke with a kid that claims to be weird, but is really every girl's dream. And then you'll be famous again. Like yeah, like what? Who are who do they think they're fooling here? Who do they think is gonna legitimately believe that this guy is like this antisocial nobody? Yeah. Also, I, I don't I, know any antisocial that I, would I, sing. I don't, in front I don't of keep up with much TikTok drama, but I'm fairly certain that getting brutally cheated on by your boyfriend isn't gonna like is gonna make you lose a bunch of followers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know, but. After that, that's when the whole, you know, get Cameron to look cool session, cut his hair, get him new clothes, because guess what the next party is? Drop it like F. Scott. Sound familiar, guys? Oh, God. Maybe it's a great Gatsby-themed thing, just like our homecoming. At Paget Friends Alden's great Gatsby-themed birthday, Cameron, Cameron gets into a fight with Jordan. 
when he tries to get sexual with Bryn, and his mother's camera is ruined in the process. Hold up, hold I up, hold up. Back wait, 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 wait. That is, that wiki does not do that scene justice. <laughs> We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of the party. Okay, Cameron so. pulls up, and he is hot. Objectively speaking, objectively whoa, speaking, whoa, he is an attractive whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, it's and his little sister tags along, who is a sophomore. Now, I know some seniors who may think some sophomores are attractive, some, but that is a little too far past the line. This is some Danny and, uh, Dan and Jenny type stuff from Gossip Girl, and I'm low-key all for it. And Anyways, she shows up. She's a sophomore, right? Jordan says, hey, you want to get a drink? She no. says, sure. They're non-alcoholic, and they're pop rock drinks. Keep that in mind. Nothing is wrong. They don't break any laws except for the sexual assault. We get on to that. They're making out whatever. We don't see it, thank the Lord, because that's awkward. And then she storms out. Cameron turns around. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, he tried to touch me, and I said no. And he tried to touch me again, and so I hit him with a pool ball. And so you know, Jordan's like, so what? And then Cameron and him get in a fight. Cameron literally whoops him. Cameron whoops him. He gets yeah. no hits in, right? And he does some cool moves, yada. And then, you know, out of revenge, Jordan chucks Cameron's grandma's uh, mom camera, mom's camera into the pool. And, you know, this after this whole debacle, you know. He, yeah, he just storms away. And then we also, like, during the party, uh, Cameron and Paget almost kiss, but, yeah. <gasps> no. Yeah. Also, 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 Cameron is ripped. Yeah, Cameron yeah, is Cameron jacked. is ripped. Like, I don't, Jordan like, is all right. Cameron's jacked. Like, like this guy, he, he is ripped, ripped from oh, all that horse from all the horses. Yeah, shoveling. from all the horses he's totally horsing around with. Yeah. Um, Why is this guy the antisocial loner? I don't know. And supposedly this, like, big blonde jock was also a loner before Pageant turned him into the king of the school. That's not. Which, who who's cool? Who? What are the cool people like at this school if the lame people are like this? Cool. And so yeah, so he storms away, and that's about it. So you know he leaves the party in a rage, despite Padgett's attempt to console him, causing her to regret following through with the bet. But she does not back down from it. The next day, Alden turns on Padgett and reveals her plot to become prom queen alongside Jordan. Bum bum bum. Revealing her true colors, that she's responsible for live streaming Padgett's outburst. I don't. I, was she really responsible for live stream? Because she didn't know. No, she, she literally she, admitted during the film. I know she. I know she admitted, but like, this couldn't have been pre-planned. Like, no one knew that she was gonna walk in on them cheating, and she just happened to keep it recording. She wasn't like, "Haha, this will show her." She just like kept recording. Mm-hmm. And this, th- she seems dumb enough to where I feel like she would not realize she was still recording, and then come back later to say. It was all part of my big plan. So I actually love this scene because I don't know if the wiki, you know, says how Alden arrives. But she walks down the stairs and we hear some clapping. We go, clap, clap, something, something, elect Alden Pierce for homecoming queen. And she walks up. She's like, yeah, I know you're poor. Boom. Boom. I know you can't afford a car and that's why you have to get rides from me to school. Boom. Boom. I know you live in a crappy house, you don't live in this hotel, and you just keep up appearances because you're actually, you know, super self-conscious. All these bombs just laying upon. Like Bomb. Michael Scott. Bombs. And, Bombs. you know, Padgett's just like, I thought we were friends, and Alden's just dropping these bombs, and then Padgett's just like, okay. Alden's so, a straight gangster in this scene. She, mm-hmm. she goes all out. And then she walks away, you know, 
like a super, I guess, cool person with her little paparazzi following her, clapping, saying for her to run for queen or whatever. I, I, I don't understand. I would get super embarrassed if that ever happened. And honestly, most people in our school don't want to be on, like, the board to walk out. Yeah, like... No, I feel like th- there's, there's always a couple few people that are excited to be on the board. Yeah, I mean, a couple yeah. people are excited, but on, on the other time, like, a lot of people just want to watch the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know any school, like, this school seems to care about nothing, if not whoever the queen and king are of homecoming. Like, I, I it's not, like, a huge deal at our school, but th- this school makes it, like, the pinnacle of high school. And they have, like, their queen own, queen. they have their own, like, presentation for it separate to homecoming it's like running for student council but like mm-hmm. homecoming anyways cameron invites her to his house oh, and they kiss so. in the dark room Paget begins to fall for cameron but she is afraid to express her feelings after she kisses him Ooh. she does she lean in for the kiss that. and he, she realizes that she actually likes him and she doesn't want to be there Ooh. next day they're at the car wash alden's there Paget's there Paget turns around and Cameron, like a knight in shining armor, pulls up with a picture from a camera he took of her, from a photo he took of her from his camera. Will you go to prom with me? Oh Super cute. Oh my god, so sweet. Alden comes out of nowhere. Did you know you were a bet loser? We wanted to make you the prom king, and she would get a tattoo on her shoulder if she lost. And he's like, what? And then Alden just drops out just like that, ruining their entire relationship, and he dips, and then. Uh, Patrick's mad, he's mad, and they're all super awkward. Alden is a straight-up devil's advocate for the entire movie, and I'm kind of here for it because it added a little bit of spice to a movie that was otherwise bland, considering that it's a straight copy of She's All That, but with more product placement, more influencers, and a lot more singing. Ugh. So what's the wiki said? That's just, that's just depressing. Like, Honest, like, yes, is, is it a very cartoonish setup? Yeah, but, like, you didn't have... She, Alda literally has basically no motivation to do that. She, well, she's already won. It's just kicking the dead horse at this point. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, what? what is she is doing? Is that saying? Kicking the dead horse? I think it's beating a dead horse. Beating yeah. a dead horse. It doesn't even work. just, like, kicking. Yeah, I mean, you're, not, you're just kind of, like, just, like, tapping it with your foot. Like, come on. Yeah. No, um, Alden Alden has no mercy. Stay down, pageant. So Stupid dead horse influencer. Uh on the day of the prom, Pageant's mother wants her to still go and tells her to be the person she's always been and not the person who she was before as a social influencer. And so so Pageant's mom obviously knows because she's learned her lesson from the she's all that movie, but Pageant doesn't know this. So, Paget goes to prom, right? And the principal seems pretty chill. And he says, are y'all ready for the dance? I'm thinking, that's cool, they have a dance. No, 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 no. Only uh, eight elect, you know, students, four girls, four guys, I think around that number, break out into a uniform, you know, dance routine in which they're dancing at It was pretty cool. No, it wasn't. But it also was no, not practical. No, it wasn't. It wasn't cool. Don't know. Stop. Okay. No, it was not no. cool at all. I'm just trying to hype up the film because it's got too much wrong in it. But after that, they announced Prom King. Jordan. Great. Cool. The guy we all don't like. And then we have the Prom Queen. Guess who it is? Paget. Alden. Paget Sawyer. Paget. And so Paget comes up. 
she gives a whole speech. She's like, this is who I used to be. And she shows her TikToks of her getting ready, her looking beautiful all the time. But this is who I am now. And it's like the snot bubble picture. Her like waking up out of bed looking, you know, disheveled. And she gives this whole speech. She's like, I am who I really am now. And then she gives up her crown. And they elect, <laughs> I don't even know her name. Alden? But a, it's, a, it's like Not this goth girl. She came in second. And she's all, you know, break the system. She puts on the crown. She says, break the system. And then Alden's just like, no, no, it's my crown. And it turns out Alden got fourth out of four, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and Lol. so after that, you know, you know how it is. That's what you get. And Patrick walks out sauntering. How people vote for someone like Alden when it seems like everyone in the film that we know hates her except for, like, yeah. three people. But Paget saunters out, you know, really, really confidently. And she gets a text from Cameron, who's like, you know, that was I really, thought that, that was, was a really, really cool speech. That was really powerful. That like, was a really cool speech. I think you're, like, really cool. That was a powerful. So, the wiki does mention this part. Paget then meets with Cameron outside the school, riding on a horse, and kisses him for apo- oh. after apologizing. Can, do you care to explain that? Because I feel like I need to know. So, that. he just, he somehow pull-ups to school on a horse. Holds up. And he hops down from the horse and kisses her. And they basically make out in front of his little sister who, you know. She's fine with it. Was there. She was cheering them on. Yeah, she she, she wanted it the whole time. It is how it is. And after that, you know, there's the little Netflix original montage of the singing, the outro, and then, of course, there's a future clip. Like all other Netflix shows, right? Yeah. And I so hate, I hate now they're Ridge hiking on a trail in Portugal with horses, and she's doing blogs, and she's saying, I'm happy now. And then they traveled the world together with I Cameron and Paget. Begging for them to fall off that horse <laughs> on that ridge. This movie was so long, so unbearable, and so awful. I was filled with so much joy, excitement, jubilation when this film was over. It was, it was a really hard watch. But then it ended. That was the best part of the movie, actually. So the, 91 minutes. The ending or the fact that they were on a horse? The fact that it ended. The fact that it ended. <laughs> because at some point during this film, I couldn't remember a time in which I wasn't watching this film. It, it took it took really long time to get through. It felt like it was playing on .5 speed. And that's only at an hour and a half. It's 91 minutes, so, you know, it's... It's really, like, you look at it, and it's not a particularly long movie. Oh, if it were two hours like The Kissing Booth, I think I might have died. Like, this, I, this, I kid you not, took me roughly three hours to watch. I, I, I had to pause it a lot. There's a lot of laughter. A lot of, I'm going to go find something else to do. I can't with this anymore, so. Mm. It, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I, I didn't, I didn't rock with this film. So... What do you think? What what would you, what would you rate this? I know you guys have a rating system. If you if you just had it off the top of your head, rate this movie. You know, using using your rating system, and you can explain it if you want to for those who are familiar. How would you rate this movie? Wait, so walk through it. What we do is we have five sections out of twenty points. Mm-hmm. So the first is cinematography, then we have theme, plot, characters, and acting, and then we go through it. So like for example, I'll just give you what I'll just give you exactly what I did. I gave the cinematography a 14 out of 20. It was all right, better than other cinematography, but it's a Netflix original. Better than Tall Girl, but it was all right. 
And also, for every single rating we do, we're doing it in comparison to other Netflix originals. Oh, so this oh. is good for a Netflix original. Yes. If this were compared to a critically acclaimed movie, like 1917, I would have given it about a five. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, I'm like, <laughs> And so, for the theme, I gave it a four. It wasn't that bad, but it was trashy compared to the fact that they just copied it. Same screenwriter, same director for the movie, but they just didn't have anything original. The theme being what? You know, just try to get the you know most unpopular guy, make him prom king, or most unpopular girl, make her prom, prom queen. And so um, in terms of plot, I give it a, I give it a six. It, it was all right. That's, that's really all I have much to say. Uh, it was pretty generic. And then for characters, I gave it about 20. I gave it a 20 out of uh, – or, sorry, a 10 out of 20. And then for the acting, I gave it a 10 out of 20. So I was going to be very impressed if you gave it a 20 out of 20. I'm like, really? No, 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 no. So acting, about 10 out of 20. Plot, about a 6 out of 20. I gave – wow, I just – brain fart anyways overall the overall rating i had for this was about a 38 which means that oh my gosh sorry i cannot do math today guys sorry uh overall i gave it a 40 i gave it a 40 out of 100 so that means it's better than tall girl it's just barely better than the kissing booth and it's just barely better than naked but the reason why it's barely better than these is because it's shorter, and I didn't have to embarrass as much as it. I didn't have to endure as much as all these other stupid movies. Okay, I think I'm going to hop on my review real quick. I give characters a 10, a solid middle ground. For a Netflix original, it was fine. They tried to add some little, like, spice here and there with different characters and backstabbing or whatever. I thought the addition of Cameron's sister as kind of a main side character was nice. They, they did some fun things with the characters, but otherwise it was pretty basic, so I gave it a 10. A very flat line score. Plot was actually a 12. I enjoyed how short it was, and it was basically just a spinoff of She's All That, which which has a pretty good plot. So I, I, I gave it minus 8 because it was just unoriginal, but also, if you're going to be unoriginal, like at least do good unoriginal, I guess. Acting was an 8. We all know that whenever influencers do anything, it's awful, i.e. acting, i.e. singing, Stop making songs. Stop making movies. I'm looking at you, Bella Porch. Mainly. Stay on TikTok and just yeah. enjoy. Noah Beck, too. Movie. Just stop. No more music, please. So I gave acting an 8. Acting was not good. Cinematography, 14. It did what it needed to do. There wasn't anything special. There wasn't anything bad. A very medium score, 14 for cinematography. Theme was a 6. Basic, unoriginal, but they somehow made it worse just because all the the whole, like, social drama internet hype just made the theme a lot worse because it felt very shallow the theme i gave a six overall this one was a 50 placing it above tall girl below the platform above the kissing booth above a whisker away not my rating my rating is way above above a whisker a whisker away is better than this girl with cat mask cat with girl mask movie is yes. bad? Furry, no, furry no. cat girl only got a 48 and hey, this got let's, a 50. Let's stick to this movie, not a whisker away. 42 for Naked so that it's better than Naked. So, so far, somehow, this is the second best film we've watched with a 50. 
A Whisker Away is number one for my ratings than the platform than this. A Whisker Away is awful. I don't recommend it. Anyway, um, John and Jackson, would you like to take over here? So I think in terms of us, and this is just reading it, this is by far the trashiest movie we've watched because all the rest of them have been about a, pr- pretty A-tier, B-tier at the least. Well, it's a Netflix original, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. So I think we're we're really venturing into uncharted territory here. I think the only one that could be worse than this is Batman and Robin. Would it be worse? I mean, just just reading it, I don't think I'd even be able to turn the brain off and enjoy it here. That's true. So I'm going to call this the worst one we've at least reviewed, or had reviewed for us. Talked about. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think that, and I think that's a that's 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 a good place ever to stop it. So, this podcast is a product of Mar- P- Maris Podcasting. It was hosted by John Sansoni and Jackson McHugh with special guests Will Flig and Barrett Fagan. The intro and outro songs are Dial Tone Eleven by Blue Dot Sessions, used under Creative Commons Three. Any views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not the views of Maris School or the Society of Mary. So, with that, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Will and Barrett. Thank you for joining us. I'm gonna ride in on a horse next time. Thank you all, folks. My name is Wolf Lig. My name is Barrett Fagan. And that was The Sphere of Netflix. The good. The bad. The even worse. (laughs) This is very even worse with Jackson and John. Thank you so much for hosting us, and we'll see you all next time. Sorry, guys. See you.